0: So that we can receive the 8,810 promises of God, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to his beloved man.
1: Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of Him. Thank you for joining us here at Blueprint of Faith. It is always my honor and pleasure to sit down with you guys for a few minutes and just have a conversation about us, the body of Christ, the church, and all of those different things, the principles that God has shown me and has given to you and I it tells us there are super lavishly uh and valuable promises uh whereby we can partake of his divine nature. And so today we are going to take a look at Acts chapter 26. Uh, we're gonna look at two verses from 16 and 18. And this is one of my pet peeves that I've had with the um the current church that we are a part of, and we're getting to see their behavior and so forth, and I think. We, as Christians that are labeled that, and that are sons of God and that are following the Word it is um, upon us to begin to speak to this because I think there need to be truth speaking within all of the factual behavior within and these politicians and the ones that are calling themselves Christians and um, you know how I feel about that because when they utilize God's name and Jesus Christ to cover their behavior it is absolutely a sickening thing and I want to bring it to, to, to the forefront and I believe that one of the problems and one of the reasons why we are here. And I always tell people that everything that is, um, that's supposed, to, God deals with his church, his house, and when it um, it's not being dealt with, it spills over into the streets. Racism is being dealt with in in the church, and it spills over the, the, you know, into the streets. We have inclusiveness, we meaning that we ought to love our, uh, you know, our neighbors and love our enemies. Even goes beyond that. And if you quote unquote are a Christian and you even hate the gays, the lesbians, the black, uh, the Asian, the uh, Amer- uh, you know, uh, Asian Americans, or the uh, all the different types of people, the Mexicans. It it doesn't matter. If you hate them, the Bible, and you call yourself a Christian, you are required to love your enemies, Uh, your neighbors. The Bible says you ought to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And your problem with the white church is that you hate yourself. And because you hate yourself, you look at yourself in the mirror and you see what you are. You then spew that hatred out into the streets and into people. And we call you different names. We call you Karens and all the other things. But but uh, this is what uh, it looks like when you are up against lies and deceitfulness and so forth. These guys are not Christians, and I've been telling you this over and over and over and over again. And one of the reasons why I believe we are here as a church, I think it started way back, of course, and it accumulates here. One of the things that Western Christianity did was that they took out the book of Enoch, they took out the book of Jubilee, Jubilees, Jack, Yasher, and all these other all books that the. Um, The uh, early fathers studied and so forth, early Eastern Christianity studied, Jesus studied the book of Enoch. We know that this was a part of their culture, Jude. All of these guys studied it because they quoted from it, you know. um, And I know the the terminology that they use to try to exclude um, the book of Enoch and all these other books, if it's not inspired by. Well, if it wasn't inspired, if it's not an inspired word, then they wouldn't be quoting, Jude wouldn't be quoting from from Enoch, would he? Why would a Christian uh, of such, uh, you know, in the body of Christ, a part of the, christianity early church if he why would he be uh, quoting heresy or something that is not god inspired so that alone proves your ignorance if you will um with the the early forefathers that are hiding behind that terminology It was um, inspired by the holy spirit all scriptures are inspired including the book of enoch including the book of, of of Yasher. All of these things we were instructed to go read from the book of Enoch by um uh, I mean by uh Uh, The book of Yasher by by, uh, Joshua and all of these other things. This is a cultural part of their thing. Now, white uh, Christianity, uh, Western Christianity, that's not a part of their culture. Meditation wasn't a part of the culture. And so they used to teach us and tell us that if we meditate, demons are going to jump inside of us, not knowing that. That's where Jesus Christ got all his power. The Bible tells us that we ought to be meditating on the Word of God day and night. Why? Because that was part of their culture. But because these ignorant men that were our forefathers that take these things out and made these traditions of men uh, to make the the word of God to none effect. That's why the church is the way they are today. Another part of what the church is today is because they are members. They are not disciples. So let's take a look at that because it's really important. Um, If you understand Uh, what a disciple is. A disciple now is one that is devoted to his teacher and the teachings of his uh, master, if you will. He or she is an apprentice. They are at the the, the teacher's foot, taking up everything, learning about his habits, learning about uh, uh, his—everything about that teacher. They are consuming, and they are becoming a disciple. Um, But the ones that are here in church are the members. They are not doing anything. They are not uh, spending time with the teacher they're not consuming they're not there long enough to understand his his uh his habits the way he moves the way he when he does something they they they're not there they only show up on sunday afternoon or sunday morning and wednesdays and pretending that they know him. And the Bible says a form of godliness and no power at all. So that's what the church has today, a form of godliness with no power. So there is no disciples. A disciple will not behave the way you see Marjorie Green behave when she says she's a Christian. A, a disciple would not behave the way that someone is supporting Trump and while there he's putting children in cages. A disciple will not uh, be... Uh, where um uh, uh, President uh, Biden is putting children in cages or any of those things. When, when Barack Obama was putting kids in, a, a disciple speaks to that, uh, truth to power. Um, a member is going to go along with it. And so you have a lot of uh, members will just go along with these men that are calling themselves Christians and, and leaders. I remember when I was looking, I came in one day and I was looking at the 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 powers to be, if you will, of of Christian Dome at the time. I turned on the TV and I was looking at, I don't want to mention his name, but this is a man that I followed for years and my family followed for years. And they were telling Christians, don't look at the man's character, Trump. Don't look at his character. Just look at the platform that he's saying. What was the platform about, um, you know, The the thing that they have become radical about uh, uh, birth control and all that stuff. But to me, that is a spiritual problem because if you have 51% of the church married and 51%, I mean, divorced and 51% in the world divorced, that's a spiritual problem within the church. And they're cowards, these leaders, because they don't know that they need God needs to work on, toward, on the hearts of men and women. And when he works on the hearts of men and women, that the laws will change. And so they surrendered their control of their spirituality to a heathen um, for benefits that he could give to them. And they didn't have the guts to work with someone's character versus some uh, um, transactional relationship which cost the church where it is today and the dismantling and the weak uh, posture that they have and they're calling themselves Christians. Why? Because they have a lot of members and they have no disciples. So now let's take a look at Acts chapter 26, verse 16 through 18. Now stand up. This is Paul, when Paul, now let's talk about Paul a little. Paul was a mass murderer. He was around, in the name of, of religion, he was going around uh, killing Christians. One of the icons that he had killed, that he oversaw, was the stoning of Stephen. He was there, he was one of the guys that oversaw it. And so he was doing, quote-unquote, he was working for the for the church, religion, man, doing all kinds of wonderful, in the name of God. And so now he starts out going to his journey, and he's getting—because here comes this mass murderer now. And so, guys, if you are not that bad, you're okay. Moses was a murderer. God deals with people that have some problems. And uh, uh, we have a mass murderer in uh, that he comes here, a serial killer, if you will, because he was hunting people down and killing them, these Christians— and so he's on his way now, on his journey. He got permission to go and, and mutilate other, other Christians. He's on his way. And he runs into the leader of the church, or the Christian, who the Christians are following, makes him blind. And God, and Jesus says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Now, Saul is a religious man. You gotta remember, he's doing it in the name of religion. And Jesus, who is the son of God, Died for mankind comes up and say, "Hey, bro, what's up, man? What are you doing?" And God tells him, He says, "Now you stand up, for I have appeared to you to anoint you as my servant and my witness. You are to open the eyes of they uh, open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. Then they will receive forgiveness." For their sins and be given a place amongst God's people who are set apart by faith in me. So you and I, we have brothers and sisters in the world, in the kingdom of darkness, that we don't know anything about them. But God knows about them. And so that's why he says, love the world, love everybody, because as I love everyone out there in the world, I'm loving my brothers and sisters. And the scripture tells us that those that are the enemies of God, when we love them, that it is judgment being heaped up on their head. So God got you covered. Just love the world. Don't worry about it. Don't take it personal. Just do what God instructed us to do. So Jesus tells us that he's interested in disciples. So therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always. And that is found in Matthew chapter 28 verses um, 18. Through 20. And so we see here that God is interested, Jesus is interested in disciples. And he tells uh, the Great Commission, as you know, in Matthew 28, go into the world and make disciples, um, baptizing them in the name of the Father. So that's our assignment. So you have then that disciples with Jesus Christ, those are with the teacher uh, sitting before his feet, learning about his attitudes, learning about how, wh- why he moves this way, that way, and not just on Sunday night or Sunday morning, Sunday night and Wednesday, and then you go out and, and um, show who you truly are. You got to remember that the devil knows the Bible. He quoted it to Jesus Christ. So he's a part of the church too. So that don't make anything. God says that the appearance of sin, we ought to be staying away from the appearance of sin. you, get what I'm saying? So he says now that we ought to go um, in Mark chapter 16 verse 15, says he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Preach it to all the people, all creation, to the gays, lesbians, all of the others. And how do you do this? You 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 have your life as a witness so that people, when they look at you and they see you living in obedience to your master, your, the one that you're spending time with, you're learning from him about compassion, you're learning about him, by loving, you're learning about him, because these are the, the attributes that we saw him operate, operate with while he was here. It says that he had compassion and healed all of them. It tells us that he had compassion on them when they were starving. And he prayed and gave fed all of them. He had compassion on them. All of that we saw. He loved that. And he said, suffer not the children. I mean, he's teaching us how to become a disciples. Why? Because he wants us to go and do the same thing and make disciples as well. So we are disciples that are commissioned to make disciples. And we do that by stepping out. And so because the church is focused on having members, they are in the state that they are today. Uh, because he tells us that we ought to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. And it tells us in the book of Acts that when you receive uh, the power of the Holy Spirit that comes upon you, you will be witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. So... It was supposed to start local and then spread out into the nations. And that's the same thing. Start local in your life, and then you spread out, and you go, and that's the example of it. So one of the things that these church now today in in Western Christianity that teaches, that the Holy Spirit, that particular verse that I just read in Acts 1.8, and, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and so forth. These, um, hypocrites and liars, they are teaching now, a lot of them don't teach about the Holy Spirit. And that we need to be infused with the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us that we ought to be. And as we become infused with the Holy Spirit, it tells us that that same Spirit that dwells in us. So if He's not living in us, um, I don't know what you how you're going to get what you want. You know what I'm talking about? So the Bible tells us that we ought to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. That's a part of the agreement that we have to have. And most of these modern Christian church that tells us that the Bible has to be inspired, if it's the inspired word of God, why aren't they listening to it and doing it? Love your enemies. You understand what I'm saying? The hypocrisy is is incredible. Um, Because if they believe that this word is inspired and it's God's word, then they would want to make sure that they are obedient to this Word of God. And so that's why I'm saying these men are not children of God. They are evil people because it tells us that here in the Word of God, it says that they will receive forgiveness for their sins and be given a place amongst God's people who are set apart by faith in me. So for a way, the reason and how we become God's people is by faith in Christ Jesus. The Bible tells us that when we believe and confess that he, who He is and what He's done and that God has given Him to us and so forth, tells us that we, are, we become born again. And um, we know then, guys, that this is very important. Uh, let me take you to Second to John. It says in Second John 1, it says, Everyone who goes on ahead and does does not abide in the teaching of Christ or or of the Messiah, does not have God. So they have to abide by the teaching of the Messiah. Those that do not abide by the teaching of the Messiah, they are—they do not have God. So all of those guys that are calling themselves Christians, white nationalists, if you will, and the white uh, evangelical that uh, are calling themselves Christians, right? If they are not abiding by the teachings of the Messiah, the Jewish Christ. This Jewish Christ says that we ought to love our enemies and we ought to love our neighbors, that we ought to be compassionate, we ought to put on all of these different things. I, I keep the last teaching that I had, we talked about um, personal development. And God is really interesting, interested in personal development. A disciple will be interested in personal development. A member does not care about personal development because all they care about about is getting into their seat on Sunday and they will kick you out if you're sitting in it and then they will make sure that you get out, or they'll drag you out of the church if you're not dressed to their uh, to their level of how you should be dressed. And Jesus and God said, "I don't care about what they look like uh, uh, um, outwardly. What I care about is the condition of their heart." And so they will prefer to take uh, some of these well dressed devils and not go after that sheep that is lost on the street that they call homeless because they're hypocrites. He says, "Don't don't listen to these people. They just have a." Friend of religion. Like I said, Paul had a, uh, he was religious man and he was killing Christians. He was killing and the Christians were the ones that were truly the children of God, not the religious uh, sect that he belonged to. And yet he was um, killing them by, by, by the hundreds and God still came after him. And this man became a disciple of Jesus Christ and he began to change the world. So now let me show you about personal growth. I talked to you about this. This is really interesting. In the book of Second Peter, it says that that um, I think it's Second Peter. I think one is it, uh, chapter one. Um, read from chapter one, verses three to nine, and see what it talks about. And escape the corruption of evil desired have brought into the world. For this very reason, try you, try your hardest to furnish your faith. Now, try your hardest. This is about personal growth. Try your hardest, you lazy Christian, to furnish your faith with what. Goodness. Goodness with knowledge. This is a progression. Watch the progression. Knowledge with self-control. You have to have knowledge in order to have self-control. And when you begin to have that revelation about controlling the self through controlling your anger and all these different things, you have to have knowledge in order for you to do that. Once you have self-control, self-control will bring you to perseverance. And that is absolutely one of the most uh, toughest place to be because you have to learn your ego and all the different things in that space of perseverance. Perseverance with godliness, your behavior, this will keep you humble, you will relate to people people different. Uh, godliness with brotherly love, there you go, takes you into brotherly love and affection. You're going to now learn how to love people the right way. Brotherly love and affection with love, it tells us in verse uh, uh, 7. For if you have these qualities in abundance, they keep you from being barren and unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah. Indeed, whoever lacks them is blind. The church is not interested in disciples, and that is why we are where we are today. We have, the Bible tells us that a couple of things happened with Jesus, he says, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Who's them? Lucifer and all of his peeps, if you will, all the, um, the, uh evil spirits. Now you have fallen angels and evil spirits are a different set of people. Uh, demons and all those things are different sets of entities. We know that the evil spirits are from the line of the nephilims. When they die, they were disembodied spirits. God said, they have nothing to do with me. I didn't create these things. They're going to be on the earth. And they were here on the, in the book of Enoch, from the book that these white people banned and telling you and I that we're not supposed to read it, but this Jewish, uh, the Jewish Christians, or Jewish people know that this is what they're looking at what they're dealing with but because of these books were banned the people are ignorant and half of us believe that uh, evil spirits were fallen angels all of our lives until we become um, you know we have the revelation of what it is so this is why these guys are interested in they're not interested in disciples they want to keep you and I as members why because they can behave the way you they're behaving now and you follow them the Bible tells us that this is how the last days are going to be and the church is going to be. So you see that, uh, um, uh, uh god is interested in getting disciples because once you have disciples you will make more disciples so the uh let's get back to this topic about the evil spirits these evil spirits are from the nephilim the nephilim now they were doing cross with all kinds of different animals and creatures and so forth and those i believe are the demons and if you look at the reading the book of enoch and and the book of uh, uh Jubilees and Joshua, you'll see all of this stuff that was going on within Lucifer, Lucifer. There were so many of these demons uh, uh, let loose that Lucifer. um, uh, It wasn't Lucifer. It was uh, Noah's son came to Noah and said to him, "There's too many of these 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 evil spirits. They're causing havoc." And Noah went and prayed to God. And Lucifer shows up and he says, don't destroy all of them. Give me 10% of them and so forth. And he was negotiating and so forth and all these kind of things. And so unless you read and know this, you're not going to understand what's going on. Unless you read and understand in the book of the Asher and other sources and the book of Jubilees and stuff like that about um, uh, the descendants of Ham and uh, the, the Japhet and, and Seth, And so they used to teach us in the church that the black race is cursed. But no, the black race is not cursed. If you see, it was Ham and a father, and he had his uh, Canaan was the one that was cursed, and there's a reason why that happened. And I studied and told you guys about that in the previous podcast. But the majority of the black race and that Canaan group that went around, they got destroyed anyway. Most of them got destroyed because they they, they disobeyed um, the agreement when they had when they, they were separating the earth, and they disobeyed the agreement, and they went and took Canaan, and God had to go and take it back from them and gave it back to the rightful owner. That's what this is all about. When they were in Exodus, went over to Canaan to take back that, lion, that land that was rightfully theirs. And so um, you don't have that information until you begin to step outside and look at other things outside of the King James version, which they tell you is absolutely law, and it was um it has many problems in its uh, translation and so forth. So the condition of the church today is that they are, they are members and not disciples. And because they are members and not disciples, they can be persuaded to do anything they want because they are members. A disciple is the one that is going to question the the, the, the teacher when he, he wants to get deeper. A member is just going to get up and go home. Wow, that was a great teaching. But the disciple is going to pull him outside and say, teacher, what do you mean by that? You were talking about the parable of of the sower. What do you mean by that? And so Jesus began to open it deeper to them. He was talking about the parable of of this and that. And he said, I speak to them in parables, but I'm going to talk to you guys openly. And so there's a different relationship with one that is a disciple than one who's um, a member because they had a lot of members around with Jesus Christ. And it was the members that sacrificed him. Remember, he was on a horse, on a donkey and they were throwing p- palms at him, and oh, praise hallelujah and whatever and a couple of days later they they were screaming, "Give us Barabbas so that's why I don't believe in polls and all of these nonsense because the members are finicky like you would not believe I mean, like I said, one Sunday they're praising him the next couple of days they're you know crucify him, crucify him, but they have um, vacated the current church today have vacated their office as leaders, and they have Uh, partied and joined themselves with an evil man. And the scripture tells us that um, if you have joined yourself with an evil man, that you are in trouble. And this is from the word of God. You you don't have to believe me. Just go and take a look at yourself and see for yourself. And uh, you will understand what is going on and why they're behaving the way they are. Because God wants to make disciples. If you had a disciple, a disciple would be making disciples. Understand what I'm saying? Um, A disciple is not interested in members because a disciple is one who is spending time with his master and learning. So the the current church, they're following a man that made a statement. He said it. I didn't say it. He says, I have never sinned. This is the leader that they told the people to follow. Um, Don't forget that he's corrupt and he's evil and whatever. Just follow the agenda. You know, they're they're the ones for... um, for you know uh, uh birth and whatever and i mean think about it my god what did they do anyway they they said that they um they partnered with him and the scripture tells us that this guy he says i don't take responsibility for nothing wow that's another part of this leader that they have surrendered to i've never sinned i have not done nothing wrong and their bible says that uh, you and I are birth. It says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my my mother conceive me. So their Bible teaches that all of us, for all have sinned um, and fall short of the glory of God. And this man is saying, I have never sinned, I've never done any wrong. And that's the man that they have tied themselves with. And this is what the Bible says about those type of people. Proverbs 19, 19. That is why we're seeing what we're seeing. So you guys got to understand the spiritual aspect of the natural manifestation. A man of great wrath will pay the penalty for if you deliver him. All right, let's see, when did they deliver Trump? They delivered Trump from all of the different places when they had it in the house, um, when the impeachment and all, several, two of them, I think, two or three, and they delivered him from that. The the fascist party delivered him. It says a man of great, a, a man of great wrath will pay the penalty. For if you deliver him, that man, you had your opportunity. If you deliver him from his judgment or his, his his due that he was supposed to go through, it says you will only have to do it again. So we're watching now, Jack Smith and his people, and Georgia and Manhattan and all of those things doing it again because the church, like I said, with their members supporting a man and they delivered him when he was supposed to be handed over. So we are just watching this dance happen again because the church has partnered with him. And the Bible tells us that once you have partnered with him and you have him come and, uh, 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 you know, deal with it you are a party to the whole thing and they're the church of today then they weren't interested they made a deal with him and they are not interested in making disciples and because this started all the way back then and they are now in their uh fulfilling their, these God's desire for them, that this is what you're seeing in America and around the world. That the church, was, they vacated their post because Jesus said, I want you to go and make disciples, and so they choose not to make disciples. They choose to make um, uh, to get members because they know that members will do exactly what they say to do. Don't vote for this person vote for that person. Don't do this. Do that. Don't. So they are following them because they are members. And if one of their members step out of the way, they can kick them out. And this member is going to be all offended now because he or she is no longer part of them. And they don't understand that God had nothing to do with this. He wants disciples. A disciple is supposed to make another disciple. Go into the world and preach the gospel and make disciples. That's our assignment. And so uh, we are watching because these guys I partied with him and um, it tells us that out of the abundance of a man's heart, he will speak. So whenever you see these politicians speaking, whatever they're talking about Allah, that's who they are. There is no difference. Your words are who you are. Because the Bible tells us, in it comes. There's two things that comes out of our mouth: life or death. That's it. Period. Nothing else. No, no white lie and all these kind of stuff. It's life or death, and God is going to judge us for our words. He's going to judge us for our deeds. And actually, it's all through the scriptures. Psalm one and all of those talks about um, God is not going to have the the wicked with the righteous in in His judgment when they're together. Um, they're going to be judged separately. So, and then we all have to come before God. So all of us have to come before God, including this thing that has called themselves the church. So we see then that it tells us in Acts chapter 26, now stand up, And so I want to tell you guys, those of you that are in there, I don't know which one of you guys are my brothers and sisters, but it says now, you and I, we ought to be standing up. I have appeared to you to appoint you as my servant and my witness. You are to open their eyes so that they may turn from the light. How do we open their eyes? The scripture says, how can they be saved except a preacher be sent? And when he preached the word, that's how their eyes are going to be opened. So you and I that are coming and preaching the word of God, it tells us that... We ought to be preaching Jesus Christ, we ought to be preaching the Father, we ought to be preaching the Holy Spirit. We ought to be baptizing, we ought to be telling them about being baptized with the Holy Spirit. We ought to be telling them about sickness and disease, that God is a Redeemer. We ought to be telling them all of these things. And um, when they are translated into the kingdom, this new kingdom that they have new responsibilities and new laws that governs their behavior, the way they speak, the way they act, the way they talk, the way all of that stuff and that's when we so when they become born again in western christianity they don't talk about that stuff what they talk about is how they dress don't dress this way don't do that um don't don't wear this oh, really um i remember i was going to a church and a pastor was preaching one time about chains and uh, he preached that um you know about people wearing a lot of chain and i was a little rebel back in the day anyway um and so i'll tell you how much i was a rebel I I, I I remember we had this big event to to go to and i put on ripped up jeans and tuxedo shirt and, and my the whole half of top half is tuxedo um related the tie the shirt and everything and the bottom half is all messed up everybody's looking at me uh judging me and i would i would did that just to prove a point that the outward that doesn't make me who I am. I just love the contrast and seeing people's eyes bulge out of their heads like they're ignorant, you know, and just to see them judging me because of my clothes or how I look. So he gets up and he's preaching about chains. And so the next week, I went to find all the chains I could get my hands on and put them on. And I went and found him, the pastor. And I looked at him and I says, I have a question to ask you. There's all these chains take away from who I am as a man I was a young kid I was I was in my teens I was a teenager I said, does all these chains make a difference? And I was pointing to say to you, you have such an honor to be on the pulpit, to be preaching the word of God, that you insult the the body of Christ by talking about chains. And you had such powerful time to talk about the blood of Jesus, talk about the, the, the finished work of Jesus, talk about the love of God, talk about brotherly love, talk about all of these things. you telling me about chains? And I went off and I said, what a misuse of your time as a leader to teach. And so let the Holy Spirit deal with them and their chains and how they dress, and you preach the Word. And when you preach the Word, the Word is capable of going inside of us and changing all of us. God is not interested in how you, you dress. He's interested in the condition of your heart. He told the prophet that, prophet came to pick all these fancy boys he says i'm picking i'm choosing a king and he went out and he got jesse's boys and he's laid them all out and all of them looking fine as usual the older brothers and you know handsome and all that you know and they all paraded him for uh uh you know the prophet when the prophet looks at them and he's like yeah surely this is the one you know yeah look at this one He, he you know god looked at him and says just be quiet that's not the one you know and then the prophet said you got any more because these are not the one. He said, yeah, I got this kid out there. He's shepherd. He's outside there somewhere, you know. They bring him in, and God said, that's the one. And God looks at this man and says, this man is has a heart after God. And the other one, I don't know nothing about them. I haven't heard much about them in the word after that. But I know much about David. And so God is interested in your heart. He's not interested in what you dress. And so um, don't listen to these men and women that attack you about your clothes because they they have a problem with themselves and because they have a problem they're now going to um, attack you because they have no self control as the scripture says they didn't deal with their personal development and they have no brotherly love. They have no knowledge uh, that brings self-control. They have no perseverance. They have no godliness. Godliness, which leads to brotherly affection. They have no brotherly affection that brings out love. And because they have none of these, they are the devil's children. And they're not interested in learning who the Messiah is. Jesus said, watch those. Paul was a part of them, and they sacrificed, killed people, killed Stephen. The Bible says that um, the angels, heaven stood up, man. Heaven stood up for this man, because he was that, he was that bad. I mean, and and Paul was standing right there in the natural realm. He's standing right there watching this man of God, a real powerhouse. And God and this man saying, don't charge them, charge this against them, Father. Don't do it, Lord Jesus. Don't do that. And heavens, the spirit realm is standing at attention to receive This man, that Paul, is standing over there in a natural, and they're stoning to death. That's who the church is. They will stone you to death. And God said that the world, the earth, didn't deserve them in the book of Hebrews. So don't worry about these people. If you are a part of the body of Christ, you're a part of the children of God, step away from them. And learn how to become a disciple by sitting at the feet of Jesus Christ and asking him, "Jesus, what about this? Father, what about this? Holy Spirit is here, The Bible says to teach you and I and to lead us into all truth. What about this? I'm curious about this. Talk to me about this, and and as you have that engagement with him. Your relationship will grow and blossom, and you will be doing as Jesus said. This is the commandment that you love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, and I, you know, all of those things, and then you love your neighbor as yourself. And so when you get there, you're going to start stepping in and moving through your personal development, your personal growth. And as you begin to grow personally, you will able to begin to love someone. Brotherly love leads to this. I mean, these are the things, and the Bible tells us that if you have an abundance of this stuff, okay, if you have an abundance of this stuff, it tells us what, what is going to happen to us. And so that's what you want to get an abundance of. Let's go through that one more time with Peter. It says, um, it says for this reason, try your hardest. To furnish your faith with goodness. To, to bring these other qualities into your space, if you will. You got your faith? Bring goodness in there with knowledge. Knowledge is going to lead you to self-control. With your self-control, is going to lead you into perseverance. From perseverance, you're going to be led into godliness, healing with all your different... This is all behavioral changes as one moves through based on knowledge being deposited into your life. And so you began to use from godliness, godliness with brotherly affection. So your godliness and your relationship. relationship. Relationship with your God and your humbleness and all those things are going to change you and cause you to react differently to your brothers uh, uh, and so forth. And your brotherly affection with love. You're going to do this with love. You're going to get exposed to that love. God is love. If God is love, then if you're hanging around love, you are going to drink some of that up and we're going to see it manifest in your life. For if you have these qualities attached with your faith, if you have them in abundance with your personal growth and your development, they keep you from being barren, from being stupid and thought being, being tossed back and forth by these evil men from being barren or unfruitful in knowledge. So you will not be tossed, as Ephesians says, by these people, these coming back and forth with a crazy uh, uh, teaching of our Lord. You're going to grow in Jesus Christ. You're going to grow in his knowledge. You're going to grow in the knowledge of Yeshua, the Messiah. And indeed, whoever lacks them is absolutely blind. Brother Paul had lacked them, and he was blind because he couldn't see that the heavens were standing in attention to welcome Brother Stephen, whom he had sanctioned to be martyred. The Bible says the just shall live by faith, you walk by faith, and not by eyesight.
0: Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith, and remember, every child of God overcomes the world, for our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them through faith and patience, inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming. Please subscribe, and if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.